Right now. Right now. We're gonna start it with Team ADC Skizzy. We blast for this week's just the tip. Sex talk, sexual health. It relates to mental health. We're sexual beings. We gotta make sure that our sex life, how can we optimize it, right? Right! Bro, I have to rebuff that, bro. I can't just hear that nigga say his name once. Ray, Faruko, Camilo. Si desde lejos no te quedan, no eres feliz. 
tu cuello Que no daría por oler tu pelo Mientras te me duermes en el pecho Daría todo por volar el tiempo If you don't know this song, you're not invited to the wedding. Uh, Y'all don't understand what the fuck I'm saying, dog. You better understand what the fuck I'm saying. ¿Qué pasa si te digo que ya no te he olvidado? Que no aprendí a vivir sin ti. ¿Qué pasa si esta noche jugamos al pasado para curar la cicatriz? Que no daría por besar tu cuello Que no daría por olear tu pelo Mientras te me duermes en el pecho Daría todo por volver el tiempo Es así Si yo no tengo tus besos Yo me puedo morir Si tú te alejas de mí Ya no quiero vivir Si desde lejos se nota Que ya no eres feliz Yo dejo todo Tu boca se acuerda de mí si la toco Mi mente no olvida y mi cuerpo tampoco Tú me enseñaste a amarte Pero nunca olvidarte We gotta switch out the flow This is Carlo Vives from Colombia Anybody, you know Shout out to my, any of my Hispanic supporters. Um, yeah, you know, Carlo, you just gotta, you, you gotta know this now. He's more famous than Shakira. This nigga's been, you know, he's been on the game for a long time. Bueno, la más bacano, que sentirme a tu lado y respirar el aire que respira. Tómanos de la mano, cruzale al monte al barro. Para llegar a una playa escondida Hay agua metidos en el agua Nadando entre las algas Tu piel sobre mi espalda Sumergidos en el agua Tú y yo una sola arma Burbuja y magua Jugando entre las olas Sumergidos ¿Dónde está? El cuarto vuelve a pitar El man que se fue a pecar La fruta que no se va also, you have to know this song. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I, I learned this song even when I didn't know Spanish. So, there's no reason why you can't learn the songs I'm talking about. Understand what the fuck I'm saying, dog. If you really give a fuck about me, you will memorize a couple fucking songs, bitch. Pasa la 
billete y el de conflicto Pasa a la copa y el Enrique Pasa a la calle y el presidente Pasa a la loja buscando el frente Pasa a la cine con Carlos Vives Pasa a Turito buscando el pibe That's my song, bro. Y'all need to learn. This song is about me, clearly. We're gonna get back into another episode of Relationship Talk.
Yeah, yeah. 
Desde que te vi sabía que eras especial Existen pocas como tú Y no imaginas Que en mi vida oscura con tu luz Algunos no solo llaman internacional Es un amor tan real Que como hasta justo que bailan Siento que te quiero cada día más Quiero disfrutar de la naturaleza Mirar al cielo y sentir como besas Cerrar los ojos y solo Let's get straight to it. Let's get black. 
sorry I'm a little late. I had some trouble getting on live for some reason. True. But I'm here now. Hi, everyone. I hope your weekend is going amazingly. I'm Asa Akira, and this is Just the Tip. Just the Tip is a weekly show on Pornhub's Instagram Live where I am joined every week by a different porn star, and we give out our porn star-based tips, sex tips, relation tips, uh, relationship tips. Um, (laughs) And throughout the week, I ask you guys to submit to us any questions that you may have. As usual, I got a lot of amazing questions. Um, Last week's, uh, hold on. This week's guest is Cherie DeVille. Uh, She is one of the top MILFs in the game. I'm super, super excited to talk to her. Um, And last week we had an anal sex extravaganza with Misha Cross where we talked about all anal sex questions, all anal sex advice. Um, And I did miss one question that I really, really wanted to answer and we ran out of time slash I kind of forgot about it. Um, But the question was, I'm going to answer it now. The question was, what is the best position to start anal sex in? This is actually something I'm pretty passionate about. Um, I think the best, best, absolute best uh, position to start anal sex in, whether it's your first time or hundredth time or millionth time, To me, the best position to start anal sex in at any given time is in reverse cowgirl. Reverse cowgirl, not one of my favorite positions at all. Uh, Don't really care for it, could kind of live without it, except when it comes to starting anal sex. Um, For anyone that doesn't know, reverse reverse cowgirl would be like the, the person with the penis is like this, and me, usually, would be either like this, on top, facing that way, facing away, so it's cowgirl, but reversed, so my ass is facing them, um, or even, like, kind of like a froggy thing like this. Um, I just find that it's really a great position for my asshole to open up, and I can be in control, um, that way they can just kind of lay still until I can, like, ease the dick into my ass, and then... Once it's like open and we're good to go, then I can switch into any position. Um, I also really like, especially for like at home anal sex, at home anal sex, really love spoon. I think spoon is like a nice intimate position to start anal sex in. So, (laughs) uh, thanks for allowing me to answer that. Um, really, really was a shame that we didn't get to ask Misha that, but hopefully, you know what, maybe I'll ask her and I'll answer for her next time. Um, so without further ado, I'm going to invite Cherie to join us for today's questions. (gasps) There she is. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. <laughs> this thing always needs adjusting once there's two. Same. Minutes. I'm like, I don't have half my head is missing, but we're here now. <laughs> here now. Uh, Cherie, I'll just start by asking, do you have a favorite position to start anal sex in? I was listening to yours, and the first thing that popped into my head, especially when I was first, first starting doing anal, is I needed all the control. So I do love that cowgirl, reverse cowgirl. But now I think it's like more just because I have such a like 
anteriorly rotated pelvis, like the one where your butt sticks out. I actually really like the way my, I guess my asshole lines up when I'm in doggy, but in control. Yes. I don't want to be in doggy and having them initiate the anal sex, but I do love to back onto the dick in doggy just because the way my body is made, I guess. Like a dildo suction cupped onto a wall. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> For sure, the key is like, the key here is the receiver needs to be in control until they're ready to not be in control. Definitely. Yeah, for that, for, for me, it takes a couple minutes to like warm up, get past like that second sphincter, really get everything relaxed, and then we're good to go. Yeah. <laughs> Something that people don't talk about a lot is the second sphincter is like, and and it's kind of something you don't really think about until you start having anal sex. But like you think, I think everyone thinks that when you first start having anal sex, this ring is the one you got to get past. That one. No. I can fit anything in there. Yeah. A little bit, like maybe not even an inch deeper in, would you say? Yeah. There's another ring and that's like the second gate and that's yeah. open. The second gate. Yeah. Is the gate. <laughs> My first gate's like an open little slot. My second gate's like, well, yeah. The first gate is like those doors in like those Western movies where, yeah, come in. All right. So um, are you ready to get started on the actual questions I've prepared for you? I'm so ready. Okay. So um, I had a lot of like role play type questions and I think these are really perfect for you because you are very well known for your MILF roles. Yeah. Uh, you, like, I think you're like probably one of the best dirty talkers I've ever seen in my life. Oh. <laughs> just like, I, I just think you're incredible. Your mind is like, you must be a crazy person. In a good I think way. I am. I think that's it. There's just like dirty thoughts swirling around in there all the time. And then someone lets me get them out. It's really beautiful. <laughs> so you're very blessed in that I way. Agree. So um, I guess with the question, I guess I start with the question. Uh, my boyfriend is really into role playing, but whenever I try, I just end up laughing and not being able to take it seriously. I know it's something he really wants to do, and I feel bad. How can I get comfortable and know how to act, what to do? So I guess the question here is like, and, and I definitely understand this, like whenever I'm given a role where I have to be dominant, I'm definitely like, I don't know what to do. How would this person act? I, I guess it's acting, really. But like, do you have any tips for role playing or... For me, at least, you know, when I was younger and I first started, like, <clears throat> getting into the role-playing, I find that when I laugh, for me at least, it's a sign that I'm not totally comfortable. It's almost like deflecting my discomfort through humor, like, like almost like maybe I don't want to be judged from what I'm saying, so that humor kind of makes it softer. But I'd say the only advice that I would have is to, one start slow, pick a scenario that you are comfortable with so that that nervous giggling doesn't come up as much. And and then like ease into it and be comfortable. Mm -hmm. 
you know, just go full force. And that's something adult film allowed me to do. I'm actually more comfortable role playing in my real life now that I've done it on screen. And that's the only reason it's that comfort. When I'm on screen, I know there's expectations. I have to meet them. I'm not allowed to laugh. It breaks the scenario. So through practicing just pushing myself through those silly or slightly uncomfortable moments where you're like, oh, what did I just say? Be like, nope, nope, I'm standing by it. It's hot. I'm not going to laugh. I'm standing right by it. You know what I mean? That, and then it kind of becomes hot. That's actually so true that like the number, because I'm definitely like a giggler in that way. And I think, I think you're so right. When I laugh in a scenario like that, it's a hundred percent because I'm uncomfortable and I, it's almost like, a, like you said, a deflecting thing where like, I'm scared they're going to laugh at me. So I got to laugh at myself first kind of thing. Right. You've, you've put the laugh out there first, but now no one can completely like, so I play Dungeons and Dragons as well. And when I first started role playing my, especially my paladin character, she's really arrogant and annoying. I would, I'd laugh a lot, but then I found it took my whole group out of the moment, just trying to make myself not feel silly. But sometimes if you just go full force, allow yourself to be uncomfortable, allow yourself to feel silly, especially in front of your loved one, your lover, your fuck boy, whoever it is, it's kind of magical for everybody that you're wearing that Halloween costume, you feel silly, but you're going out there in the world and you're doing it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You got to commit. I think um, that's a really good point because I actually also feel that way even in a porno. I I find myself like actually way more confident actually way more confident sexually or anything under my porn persona because I think it's whenever it's under the guise of like it's a job or like I'm getting paid for this I need to do a good job it kind of almost gives me like an excuse to go all in it gives you permission yeah whereas like when you're just you know like with the person you're fucking in your personal life it's kind of like I don't know it just feels like like, am I allowed to be like, <laughs> right? Am I allowed to bring it, that, that inner, you know, slot yeah. or whatever the role that you're playing is wow. out so and have those words be accepted? Because nobody wants to be laughed at in bed, right. you know, unless that's your thing. You know right. what I mean? No one wants to feel like they've said something outside of their comfort zone. Right. They don't know how it's going to be received and then to have it reflected back poorly. Right. So I'd say that as both sides of the person if you're the one who's encouraging your partner to role play even if they don't do it perfectly the first time like encourage them be like oh that was so fucking hot like whatever the things were you liked instead of being like suggestion suggestion you know (laughs) totally and i think also it's good to remember that like if someone is telling you they want to role play a certain scenario like they already think that's hot right I was like, you're not like, you're not playing for an I audience know how that I thinks felt this about is that. silly. You're playing for like, an audience you, that is already into this. Yeah. I'm an overthinker, okay? For sure. Yeah, so, so the tips there, I guess, would be like, practice, 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 practice until you're fucking Libra fucking rising. Okay, Taurus rising. And really just like, kind of commit and go for it. And I'd say, yeah, just to commit and go for it and try it out one time. Am I a serial killer? I'm not a killer, you know what I'm saying? I never beheaded cats or done no crazy shit, but like... To to not to have somebody say that to you 
while like in a very heated, passionate, sexual moment, it's like, whoa, my dick froze, and like I felt chills on my dick, and like it was room temperature, so it's not like you know it just came out of her mouth and now it's cold. No, like it's you know, it, it, understand what the fuck I'm saying, dog. Um, it it, it, it chills. Understand what the fuck I'm saying, dog. So, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, a lot of, I just, I, 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 I stopped, stared, and my mouth was a little open, and, uh, didn't really know how to answer. I really, I, the voice in my head said, I don't know how to answer. And then I said, I don't know how to answer back to the voice, straight up. And, you know, we just sat there at a standoff, in my mind, and we sat there at a standoff, out here in the matrix, in person, so-called, in person. Um, yeah, yeah, so I'll talk more about that. I was like, um, I, I obviously defended it. I was like, um, it just, wow. It, it really took me back. I, I Like, what? Why do I even have to defend it? That's fucked up. I don't have no emotion, nigga, what? Like, I mean... Because I don't want to, like, be loud or something, like, I don't know, it, it like, I was, like, it, it wasn't, like, I, I, I was moaning a little bit, but, like, I don't know, bruh, it really just took me back, that would t- I think that would take anybody back, bruh, that would take anybody back, it took me the fuck back, I was, like, um, Bro, I mean, I mean, let's get black. Even if you have to, like, imagine yourself, like, as that character, yeah, or if you have to, like, family. slightly the first couple times dissociate, like, like your real self, like, maybe make up a stage name for, like, that role in the bedroom. Like, even some pornographers, or, like, Beyonce has two different names. Make up, like, your name and then your nasty name if you need that psychological separation for a while. It might help. Yeah, no, that's definitely a great tip. Um, And this is kind of related. Um, uh, Well, the question is, dirty talk, how to do it. Um, But I'll elaborate. Um, I'm definitely, I love, love dirty talk, but I'm more of a receiver. (laughs) I just, like, love when someone is saying, like, nasty shit in my ear. Me too. Um, Me too, But I can definitely relate to, like, when it comes to to dirty talk, like, not knowing what to say. So, like... Out of, of, like, out of all the people that I had sex with in the last two years, I didn't tell any of them that. Even the ones I was in a relationship with, like... What you know? I, I'm and, and, and I was saying this to my friend the other day. I was saying, shout out to the queen. I was saying, I, I, I don't really show. I, not that I don't show emotion, but that I have trouble communicating my inner thoughts. That's how I put it, which is true. Um. But but and it and it's like even about things I want, which is clearly a problem because you know how the fuck Mike's gonna get where I need to go if I if that's you know if right understand what the fuck I'm saying so um man it just got me thinking 
play, like, I understand what you're saying. Like, just commit to it. Like, really be comfortable and confident and just, like, know that that person thinks it's hot. But, like, with Dirty Talk, it's kind of like, I mean, it, it's almost like, what's the dialogue supposed to be there? Like, especially, right. it's like vast. Dirty yeah. Talk does not mean one thing. Right. But I kind of think about Dirty Talk like I think about oral sex. Like, every girl and guy doesn't like oral sex the same way. How do you find out what kind of oral sex your partner likes? Through either communication, which not everyone's comfortable with, or more commonly, kind of like body language trial and error. So you might start your dirty talk with something you like, maybe. Like, I start descriptive. Like, I'm seeing something your cock looks, feels, is, right? And then see how they respond. You know what I mean? Or ask them if you're very comfortable. And then through that process, I feel like I can even, it's the same with like giving oral. You can start to see what type of dirty talk angles your partner likes. Oh, they really like this stepmom talk. Or they looked a little weird when I said that. Let's talk more about the penis or let's talk about how, what a whore I am. Or, you know, you can try a few different subtle angles and see where they're like, Oh, tell me more. And you're like, ha <laughs> Yeah. That, that's actually such a good tip. I think a really safe, Bruh, my safe brain is start is your cock or your pussy or whatever word you want to use there feels, looks. I, I think that's something that's very safe. Right. And, or you're making me feel these things, you know? I think that's very safe. And, like, once that kind of opens the gates, I kind of feel like it does bring people a little bit more comfortable to say things like, do you like when I blah, 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 blah? Yes. I think dirty talk is a beautiful way to bring communication into the bedroom without it feeling so, like, dry and consensual. Not that there's anything wrong with consensual. No, but if I were to just be like, Asa, I would love to lick your clitoris. Would you like it clockwise or counterclockwise? You'd be like, well, now I'm kind of fucking turned off. But if I'm in there and I'm like, oh, my God, you know, describing how it's making you feel. And I'm like, do you like this? Do it. Or that? like, do you know, those are two very different. Like one is like a dirty talk, sexually encouraging, you know, consensual communication. And one is a little dry. So I feel like Sometimes bringing dirty talk into your consent work in the bedroom is a beautiful start, too. So, one, you find out more about your partner, and you're playing with the dirty talk kind of simultaneously. Yeah, that's a good point. Like, I guess, like, it's, it's a good way to show you're, like, passionate and present and intimate, right? And, like, enjoying yourself. Because it's true. I yeah. think so often we're taught, like, not really to communicate during sex or, like, that it's embarrassing to talk about. Especially sex. for men, that if you need to communicate, it's a sign of being a less good lover as if somehow your male genitalia should provide you with the information on how to please a woman or you're just not good. And that's absurd. Everybody yeah. is different. Right. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so, so true. Wow. Um, okay. So, next question comes from, this is an unfortunate situation. Help. My last boyfriend was better at sex than my boyfriend now. Um, that's the end of that Help. question. Oh so, I, I think what the question here is, I think that the question is probably, like, 
what do I do about it? How do I communicate this to my current boyfriend without hurting his feelings? I mean, first of all, I definitely don't think there is any scenario unless he's like a total cuckold and he's into that and you've established that. I don't think it's a good idea to be like, you're not as good as my ex-boyfriend. Like, no. Who wants to hear that? Almost nobody. I mean, nobody. of course the yeah, cuckolds, but almost nobody wants to hear that bad. in any way, shape, or form. But now that she has had a good or a sexual experience that she really enjoyed, I think that's actually a benefit to this new relationship because she's maybe discovered things about her body or about the ways she likes to have sex or the things that she likes to hear. So I think a really good way to be to start to communicate those things to your man, like say he's uh, going down on you and 90% of the time it's not good, but 10% of the time he's like, really doing it during those moments give that verbal encouragement until you guide them or or even start it yourself like instead of saying my ex-boyfriend did this i have a fantasy that we la 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 and yeah. then start to mold your sexual experience with that partner in a way that's really appealing to you i, I know communication around sex is scary but, like, if you can find a way that it feels comfortable for you to do it, it's world-changing in the bedroom. There's no reason to go on year after year disliking your sexual experience when usually your partner is ready and willing to give you what you want if you do it constructively. It's wow. so unfortunate how much time we Holy all spend fuck. as adults having bad sex. Like, it's so unfortunate. And like, and telling- let, me, let me go back. Sorry, that just blew my mind. Let me, let me, let me go back. So I, I think what the question here is, I think that the question is probably like, what do I do about it? How do I communicate this to my current boyfriend without hurting his feelings? Right. I mean, first of all, I definitely don't think there is any scenario unless he's like a total cuckold and he's into that and you've established that. I don't think it's a good idea to be like, you're not as good as my ex-boyfriend. Like, no. Who wants to hear that? Almost nobody. I mean, of course the cuckolds, but almost nobody wants to hear that in any way, shape, or form. But now that she has had a good or a sexual experience that she really enjoyed, I think that's actually a benefit to this new relationship because she's maybe discovered things about her body or about the ways she likes to have she sex has a very or the things that she likes to about. hear. So I think a really good way to be to start to communicate those things to your man, like say he's uh, going down on you and 90% of the time it's not good, but 10% of the time he's like really doing it during those moments, give that verbal encouragement until you guide them or, or even start it yourself. Like instead of saying my ex-boyfriend did this, I have a fantasy that we la 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 la. And yeah. start to mold your sexual experience with that partner in a way that's really appealing to you. Oh, I, I know communication I around sex so is scary. Thank you, fam. But, like, if you can find a it way is. that it feels comfortable for you to do it, it's world-changing in the bedroom. This There's is why no we need to have to these conversations. Disliking your sexual experience when usually your partner is ready and willing to give you what you want if you do it constructively. Constructively. It's so unfortunate how much time we all spent as adults having bad sex. I don't plan on doing that no more. And And telling our friends the details of what we want without telling our partner. 
Yeah. Right. It's true. And like the thing is, like, I think I don't know, I, I'm under the belief that like anyone is capable of having good sex. Like sure you know, like may not be as skilled or whatever, but I think the potential is there for everyone. And I really think like we keep saying, it really comes down to communication. And unfortunately the guys that are like bad at sex, I think it's just that they haven't had a woman communicate to them. Right. In a way that felt safe and and good. Yeah. Totally. And I think one thing I have found is like men in my experience, not just men, actually, human beings do not react well to criticism when it comes to sexual things. Yes. Like, yeah, it's no, they don't. It's, don't encourage, encourage. Yeah. yeah, don't yeah. ignore the bad. Too, yeah. Encourage the positive until it blossoms into a beautiful flower. <laughs> yeah, yes. So, like, maybe, like, instead of wording something like "you don't last long enough." You know, maybe say something like, I really love it when you go down on me before we're fucking and then like we can go for a really long time. Like that's the 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 egos are are very fragile in all of us. (laughs) Of course. And part of it is because sex is shame based and we don't talk about it enough. So then it becomes this weird, private, delicate seed that you worry about. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. Um, Okay. This question, I think, is probably coming from a guy asking about girls. What do I do when she's orgasming? Do I keep going or do I pull out? Um, this is another, like, really basic communication one, I think, because I you'd be hard-pressed to find someone who says completely stop, right? Mm. Right. Uh, my orgasm, and I feel like this is typical of a lot of female orgasms, is not as quick as the male orgasm we uh sorry there's like some weird mosquito uh for me you know i'll like start coming and then i'm like wait no now i'm coming oh shit no now i'm really really coming and then like i'm still kind of like so for me if i were to be like i'm coming i'm here and i haven't even do you know what i mean so and it can really be halted short like a lot of like i think a lot of times we see someone starts coming and then everything stops and then you're like no i was like oh like the drugs were just about to kick in <laughs> yeah and maybe for a man they can imagine it as what if a lady was giving you a hand job and the moment she saw the first drop of cum like it's happening she took her hand off right wow you'd still come it's harder cuz like for us there's not as much of a visual right it's right and so that's why I usually am like over the top. I'm like, don't stop, don't stop, please, please, please. Like I'm just like, but yeah, I'm, uh, you know, I know I want what I want. I'm gonna make sure I get it. But, you know. Yeah, I'm definitely also a, a don't stopper. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and also, there's don't also stop like, her, I love her. I don't know if this happens for you, but like sometimes, like I'll think I'm like done coming. But if he does exactly the right things, and I don't know what it is because I'm just like out of my mind at that point, but like yeah. just the right things, which that's again trial and error, yeah. I'll go on to the next orgasm. Oh, you'll start all over again. You'll be like, yeah, 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 oh, it's ending. Oh my God, to the next way bigger. Like, yeah. Yeah. And you know, like women are, we're, we can do that, I feel like. So oh my God. it's so blessed. It's it's amazing. The female orgasm is amazing. It really is. I know I 
I wonder if like we switched bodies with I've had a, for a I've day. had a girl like, call would, me, would we be like, so calm a lot of times but be, she didn't I orgasm like I'd be vastly disappointed for the most part the reboot time is longer so for a man it's certainly on an individual basis it seems like one orgasm and then waiting and then maybe another it's not quite as a continuous sexual experience for a lot of not everyone yeah. I'm sure but for a lot of people yeah but I feel like a lot of us, like, if we're, if we're, like, masturbating especially, like, we can come for, like, forever. Yeah, wow. unless I'm doing it to fall asleep, I'm not going to come once in a masturbation session. Yeah. Yeah. I, the falling asleep masturbation, very different. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, like, I love it. I go to the one go-to I've been doing since I was young, and I'm like, eh. I'm not gonna go to bed. In like the window, like the bliss window. I need to fall asleep during it. <laughs> I have to know what is what is Sheree Deville's go-to. <laughs> oh no! I'll tell you. I've been using it for like 20 years or more. It's uh, which is why it sounds weird because I've had the fantasy since it was more like appropriate. It's me and a specific group of the friends that I had when I was in high school. And my dream is that we had all started a sex club. And in this club, which met once a week, I know it's detailed. Every person gets a turn to pick their fantasy. And the only rule of membership is that you have to participate in that fantasy. If you don't, then you're out of the club. So, you know, I have all kinds of all kinds of different fantasies that I make up or that I imagine they made up. So, yeah. And then everyone's watching, which is part of it. Those that aren't participating in that week's fun. <laughs> Can I just wow. say, and I say this with, like, so much love, <laughs> of course that's your fantasy. Like, <laughs> and of your friends, basically. Like, it's, that's, it's like, it's practically like an anime. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's, like, everyone gets along. No one's jealous. It's like a beautiful thing. <laughs> it's like, kind of nerdy. It kind of is. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> we're still all in a particular friend of mine's basement, too. Again, this fantasy's been going on for a minute. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Frozen in time. Like, you can that. Yeah. Yeah. That's my go-to is I always imagine that my husband is cheating on me. Wow. I, I, I think I'm cold. Mm. And then what? Like, are you watching in a corner? Yeah, like, I change that part up a little bit, but usually it's more like I catch him doing it. Like, I... It, it's, it's, it's not, like, it's not allowed. Wow. And I catch him doing it, and he, like, doesn't care and just, like, keeps going anyway. Wow. And, like, oh. watch. Sometimes I'm just, like, crying and, like, <laughs> you know, like, wow, masturbating and crying. <laughs> Using my tears as lube. But, like, I don't know. I just really like, I don't know. For some reason, I'm just, like, really <laughs> into that. that was but, but I yeah. love life, you know? So. Oh, absolutely. I've had all kinds of fantasies that would be either impractical or have emotional consequences, all kinds of things that I love May in the my tears head of 2019 move the cheeks. I would not laugh in, in 2020. Life. Yeah, I think, like, that Can should I be normalized. You amen. should be allowed to have fantasies Hallelujah. that are completely separate from, like, our moral and ethical, like, yeah. selves. Right. Because it's a fantasy world, and in fantasy worlds, everyone's emotions are controlled in your mind, not in theirs, and that's, you know, it is what it is.
Um, I think I, I think well this said. is probably something you have a lot of experience with. This is. Do you have any tips on having sex so in public? Oh yes. <laughs> I have. Be careful! Don't get arrested. Um, yes. Yeah. Wait. Let's, I was scared let's, of like, that too. Preface this with a disclaimer because as porn people, we know if you get caught having sex in public. I don't know if it's like all across the board, all states. I know this is true in California, but you'll you could have to register as a sex offender. Wow. Um, oh yeah, even if you were to expose yourself individually, like if I were to go outside right now and just walk around my neighborhood nude, I would have. I mean, it would be a very big, permanent, life-changing problem yeah. if I got caught. Yeah. Some people that have had to register because of that, like it's. <clears throat> pedos or whatever they were just having sex in public mm -hmm. um also right. god forbid like you unknowingly are like within x amount of feet from like a playground or something child related Ugh. like you yeah. don't <clears throat> well that's a huge problem oh, yeah no. your surroundings would be the number one yeah know your surroundings be safe if there's so a way course. that you can get that fantasy without like, even for me, I'm, I'm a pretty conscientious person, and while I enjoy the thrill, the reality is that I would only want to be seen by people who wanted to see me. I would be horrified if I upset somebody. That's yeah. not, that I don't sexualize that. So for me, I'm very careful about where I am. I scout it out, and often um, yeah, we you it can't out. tell on film, because I film it in such a way that it looks vastly more public than it is, mm -hmm. all you know, slightly switch locations, positions, a variety of things so that I'm not going to take the risk of, you know, of not, not just offending like they're, you know, I, I'm not trying to make somebody see what they don't want to see. I'm the one in public. Yeah. You know? Sure, for sure, for sure. Um, also, I feel like that being said, I feel like um, definitely like a dress or a skirt is something that's easier <laughs> To yeah. easy access, yeah. Just boop, right back down. <laughs> for uh, for sure. And then like smaller underwear is usually easier to like slide over. No underwear. Like I don't really ha like. True. To me, I'm like such a like I like to abide by the rules. So I'm I'm like a I'm like a teacher's pet. Like I don't like getting in trouble. So for me, having sex in public is like pretty scary and like I've never done like any of the public things like public disgrace or any of those really famous public sites just because I'm like that doesn't thrill me but I definitely get that it does for a lot yeah. um I love being watched so that part is extremely thrilling I just don't want to force a view that someone like the more people that want to watch me the better as long as nobody is like pissed <laughs> you know it's a fine line because I I also love being watched, wow. but I I understand what you mean. Like it's you like you don't want like someone getting too close yeah. or like too creepy. Oh. I think maybe like perhaps like if you are into the voyeurism aspect or like being watched, I think like honestly like going to a sex club or like a place where like you know it's kind of like fair game. That's like to me that's very exciting because there's no thrill of getting caught. But that's I love how it. I started. Way before porn, I was a big, 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 at least once a week to the different sex clubs, swingers clubs, yeah. Whoa! What's Yeah. I don't do that anymore since per porn out of respect to my colleagues, of course, but that was my jam. Um, 
that's the thing people don't know, I think, is, like, a lot of a lot of us in porn are like, oh my God, I was so much sluttier before porn. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. We have a responsibility to keep ourselves, you know, as unsick as possible for our co-stars, right? So we yeah. try to, like, have unprotected sex outside of the industry because that's just a liability for everyone. And uh, disrespectful. I-, I love my colleagues and I love my job and I'm not, you know, everyone makes sacrifices for their jobs and I'm not going to, I mean, we're, we're playing with other people's lives. That's absolutely out of the question for me. Yeah. The risks I'll take on my own body are not the same as the risks I'm willing to put on another human. Um, I always thought, you, you know, you said like you used to go once a week, but like being, so were you a swinger? Yeah, I used to joke because I also swing dance. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, Thursdays is swing dancing and Saturdays is swinging. (laughs) Again, such a nerd. (laughs) You have no idea. (laughs) And I always think like swingers, I feel like, I don't think I have the energy to be a swinger because I I swear to God, like all the swingers I meet, like it looks exhausting. Like they're so, (laughs) like, no, I'm serious. Like, I feel like swingers, like, have this magical energy where they're, like, always on the prowl and, like, down to go to the club. I don't even want to go to, like, a regular club every week, much less a sex club. Like, that would be, if I were a swinger, maybe, like, twice a year. Twice a year. No, that would, you know what it is? Part of it for me, um, it's a safe way and a way that, so if I go and I try and pick a woman up at a regular club, I'd face, you know, a lot of rejection. I'm still not good at telling who's, like, into chicks or not. Mm-hmm. But at a swingers club, there's just a higher percentage. So you get that thrill of the hunt, that, that at least for me, that very sexual feeling of conquest in an environment where I have a higher chance of rolling those dice. So for me, it's almost like a like a like a false scenario I'm wrapping myself around where I'm going to have a greater chance of success, but I can still play in my head. Like I'm the tiger on the prowl, you know, (laughs) that's actually, that makes total, total, total sense. I think I would like literally rather die than go to a bar and like ask a woman if she wants to have sex with me. Like I, Oh yeah. I've been hit. I've been had their friends come over and laugh at me. You know, it's, it is what it is, but it's, it's scary. A lot of rejection can kind of get to your heart after a while. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I I always think like I could never be like um like a mainstream actor or like just the amount of rejection I don't think like my ego could take. I'm a delicate flower as well. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of us in porn are delicate flowers. Delicate flowers. Yeah. <laughs> the guys included. Okay. Um Okay, and this is the final question. Uh, in all your years of porn, what is the best sex tip you've learned that you would like to pass on to those not in porn? Oh, that's a really good question. Mm-hmm. Best tip. I know this is a dumb one, but I'm just going to circle right back to communication because even in porn, when I first started, I would just like get right into the scene and we're doing it and we're whatever. But now I take the time to talk to each and every coworker, not just about their yeses and nos, but like, what do you like? Like, if I were to drool all over you, some people are like, yes, and some people it turns their stomach, you know? And they'll do it on film, but mm-hmm. even on film, I'm, it's really as best as I can. I'd love to please 
I'm really a people pleaser, like almost like not good, but I really would love to please my coworkers. So I do try and tease out any information I can. For sure. I mean, like, there's nothing more satisfying than, like, especially I find for me, like, especially when I work with a woman, because men are, like, a little bit easier, but, like, with a woman, like, to me, there's nothing more gratifying than, like, making a woman actually come. Like, oh, same. I feel like a goddess. I'm, yeah. like, doing a little dance around the room, you know? <laughs> oh, God, bro. I checked the video. I was yes. like, Yes. Um, I think one tip I would like to pass on... First of all, I definitely want to echo the communication thing. I think communication, number one thing I've learned as an adult, it makes all sex better. Right. Nobody is offended by it. Like, I promise you, I've never been in a situation where I was, like, genuine and communicated what I wanted and asked genuinely what they wanted and was met with rejection. Like, that has not happened. Um, so, for sure, I think... I think we we need to make that a normal, more comfortable yeah, thing. That's right. Um, and less shameful. Communication um, will be That being said, I think another tip that I would like to I'm pass on is definitely always pee after sex. I think that's... We're not taught that. Because um, I'm learning. I'm learning I was not. Right um, but I have found that the times that I decided not to pee after sex and just, like, decided to drive home instead... Sometimes you get a UTI, and that's really <clears throat> so. Um, definitely, definitely pee after sex, even if you don't have to go. Just go, <laughs> do it. And yeah. for ladies, don't be scared of your vagina. It's okay to do a little dipstick test. Your vaginal health will tell you a lot. You know, if it tastes. It, and granted, there are differences throughout the month, but I feel like you can tell a lot about your overall health if you start being really comfortable with your vagina and its flavor and its look and everything. Totally. Totally. Mm -hmm. But that's also a really good point that you just, you just mentioned is it's different throughout the month. I think we're like, I grew up anyway with the sense that like your vagina is not really supposed to discharge anything. It's never supposed to smell like anything. Like that's how I grew up. I just thought, you know, like if, if I have like a little wet spot on my panties, like that means I'm, that's cause I'm like a horny gross person, but <laughs> no, it's not true. Like, like for example, the time of the month that we're ovulating, it's like, it's like that very sticky, clear discharge. And then, you know, like yeah. other a little bit more creamy and then others like it's it's oh. and they're all good mm -hmm. but you need to know your vagina right yes 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 yeah. Uh, so yeah those are those are our porn star based wow. tips what a beautiful so, <laughs> i can people see more of you i know you've been today. shooting for your only fans and your snap wow can we Thank promote you. those <clears throat> yeah i have uh i have all those things basically i i link just about everything to my instagram so if you follow my instagram sheree deville xo that's like like layer one that's the best and then i do have i have only fans i have snapchat i'm on the clip stores i'm on the the porn hub, you know. <laughs> the porn, the hub. Yeah, the hub of porn. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, thank you so much for joining us. I had a really good time talking to Me you. Too. I had Me a good too. time. Thank you. Me too. We're going to come back to this. Bye. Bye. <clears throat> All right. Thank you so much for joining me.
Mm-hmm. Can you no see problem. me? You. My thing is like a little bit frozen. I learned so much. Well, I'm just going to keep talking. Too much. Okay. No, Thank you so much for joining me. That was I'm Cherie grateful. DeVille. You can check out her Instagram at Cherie DeVille XO. Um, I've also tagged her in all of the things on Pornhub and on my own Instagram. So you can check her out that way um, and check out her Pornhub, Snapchat, OnlyFans, etc., etc. Mm-hmm. Um, this week, I'm going to be back for Seven Minutes in Heaven which is a short interview uh, with our first couple guest. Um, they are Jada Kai, a former Team USA uh, figure skater, and her boyfriend slash husband slash... It's very complicated, but they are, in fact, boyfriend and girlfriend now. Uh, Jackie Knight, <laughs> who is also a fellow porn star. Um, we'll be asking them all about their complicated relationship then. And um, and then I will be back next Sunday for Just the Tip That's with right. Lotus Lane, um, who is going to help me answer questions and give out our non-science-based, purely porn star-based... No, human-based. ...sex for advice. Sure. <laughs> so thank you so much for joining me today. Stuff. I hope the rest you of your Sunday goes spectacularly. And um, thanks for joining me. Bye. Stuff. Oh. Yeah. Period. We call it black. All right, black power family.